Hello and welcome to another episode of Fight on Montana. I am your host, Adam Healy, with my co-host, the awesome Angel Villanueva. How are you doing, man? Oh, not too bad, brother. How you doing? Good, good. Hey, uh, for those listeners that do not know, we take a deep dive into everything Grizzly Athletics. Uh, and just to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts at. Uh, we'd love to get a hold or you to get a hold of us. Um, there's three ways you can do that. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at fight on Montana. Uh, that's where you can reach us. We want to make this as much as a fan show as possible. Uh, so also go to our YouTube pages, YouTube channel as well. You can get on there and listen to us live. You can comment back and forth to us. If you have questions, if you disagree with us, we want to hear from you. So I just want to say really quickly too, man. I've had some a lot of people this past week to say nothing but good things so awesome. far. So I just want to give a shout out to those people and the people that are taking the time to listen to us, whether it be on your commute from work to work, whether it be on your way to the gym or at the gym. Um, me and Adam just really appreciate the support, and so we just want to express our gratitude to you guys and uh, just keep it up, man. Appreciate it, dude. It, it it's so like like just awe inspiring and shocking that. You know, when we we started this, like people are listening to us. Like, yeah, that 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 never crossed my mind. You know, I, I started yeah. it and just wanted to talk some sports. And uh, I'm just glad that people are listening. Yeah. Like, who wants to listen to me talk? You know, I never in a million years. <laughs> I would thought that, you know, but it's, no one it's listens to me. My right? dogs, maybe. Just, That's about it. Right. I'll be talking to myself here at the crib. So it's, I'm really humbled by it. And I think it's such a cool uh part of the community. It, it, it's part, it's yeah. awesome to be part of a community that wants to listen, support, um, and actually enjoy the conversation that you're putting out, you know? And so that makes me feel good. I'm sure that makes you feel good too. So shout out to you yeah. guys. Appreciate you guys. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, Hey man, let's get into it. So we have some yep. big athletic news coming yep. here in the next couple of days. Women's soccer, Grizz uh, soccer is going to be playing in the national tournament against South Carolina. Mm -hmm. We want to give a shout out oh, to them. I, I wish them the best, man. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. repping and supporting, you know, Grizz Athletics and, and University of Montana. So, yeah, and I think this is uh, on a grading scale. This is like the most qualified team that we've ever had run through the university. If I'm correct, don't quote me on that, yeah. but I'm, I'm like 98 percent sure about that. Yeah, well, it, it would be yeah. so sweet if we could pull pull an upset. You know, I know that it, it, it yeah. would be an upset, but man, it's and it's an SEC school. I don't know too much about you know, the, you know, soccer and college athletics, you know, I follow, mm -hmm. you know, women's and, and guys soccer a little bit, but um, it would be so cool if we can upset one of these guys, or one of these teams and um, make it on and just, yeah, just keep on growing. Th that's what's crazy is I think that's probably the, one of the, the growing areas in Grizz athletics is women's soccer, how mm -hmm. fast and how, how well they've done the last couple of yeah. years is mm -hmm. just that growth with them. Um, I, I just hands hands to them that, that they're doing awesome yep. and can't wait to see what they do. And it speaks a little bit to the players, you know, and, and yep. to the coaches. It's a little bit of yep. everything, but I know there's been some coaching changes, but even then through those transitions, the players have remained really solid. So yeah. I think our recruiting is really where that's really kind of helping us stay above the rest, you know, because yep. not only are we, you know, a contender year in and year out, but we're – damn near taking it every year you know yeah. in the top two in the top three in that rotation to really be some special and so yeah. i think this is kind of where all the bricks are falling into place the cement is laid and so just one of those things that they just got to go out there and play and i'm really excited just to see how it turns out i really think in the world of sports you never really know what's going to happen you know the winner or loser you know who's favored that kind of goes all out the window as soon as you know that time starts so i'm excited to see how they kind of end off their season, you know, yeah. whether it be continue it on or whether it be, you know, it's right then and there. Um, I think it's something to be extremely proud of. Exactly. Anytime when you make the, the national tournament, a postseason tournament, yeah. you've got to hang your hat on that. And, you know, I think that one thing that we're not saying here is just the culture, you know, yeah. to build any program, you have to have the culture. If you have exactly. the coaching, you have the players, if you don't have the culture, you don't, you don't you're not going to have anything. So I really think that the, women's soccer team really has instilled that um that culture and i think that they're getting good support from the community as yeah. well yeah 100 percent, and being invested too mm -hmm. uh like you had mentioned the culture is a big thing but i think being invested on an individual basis i think it's really proven you know successful for them 
I mean, you think time and time again, they put in the time. You talk to those players, they're always training. They're always, even my time at the facilities, I was always running to soccer players, you know, going to study hall, taking their their, their academics seriously, um, going to train, going to put extra work in the summertime on the weekends, you know, being in those cold tubs and those hot tubs up in the training room. So you, it just goes to show that that hard work does pay off, you know? Yeah. And yep. so I think it's, pre- it's pretty awesome to see, dude. So I'm excited for them. Yes. And men's basketball, they've got a, a new recruit, Cooper Kriegmont uh, from mm-hmm. Juneau, Alaska. Um, mm-hmm. I did not see this one coming. Um, so Why is that? I, 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 I didn't know we were going to go up to Alaska and get a guy from Alaska, which I think is awesome because he's got, you know, his last name, Kriegmont, Montana. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love that. Um, mm-hmm. From the look of it, you know, he, he's got some of the accolades and, and stuff. And so – Maybe, you know, he's just going to be a diamond in the rough that doesn't get necessarily the the spotlight, you know, being up in Alaska. Um, but, yeah, we get to welcome him to Grizz Nation and, and wish yeah. him the what? Wish him the best. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I think it, it'll be really interesting with the people that have decided to enter the transfer portal or yeah. just kind of done with the program. I think it'll be interesting to see where he kind of fits in in that puzzle. Um, so I'm yeah. excited for him. Welcome. Um, and we look forward to seeing you play, man, if you're out here listening to us. Exactly, exactly. You know, and you're, you said the transfer portal, which is like the, the, the kiss of death lately. Um, you know, okay, we yeah. haven't had anybody go from um, the basketball side, um, you know, during the year we did with the three that left. Um, mm-hmm. Necessarily not this year, but we have had some guys recently go from the for, uh, football um, team into the portal with Bryson and Brading Deming, um, Trace Latexier. Uh, Kevin Armstead and then Joseph Cooper um, have entered the um, the portal. Uh, you know, first of all, I don't know how you feel about this, Angel, but it, the three of those guys, I'm hurt, man, I'm well, hurt, dude. You're I mean, hurt, I, I, I I came in, you know, and I think it was a year or two, and then I so I played with Demings, I played with both yeah. those guys. You know, I yeah. kind of was around with Trace. They're all personal friends of mine. I don't have the, the pleasure of knowing uh, Joseph and Kevin as much, you know, so I'm, I'm, I don't necessarily know how to feel about that. Obviously, it's a blow. That sucks. I wish they would have had a better experience or maybe they're following something that they just think is better for their career. Uh, but it does kind of sting to hear about the Deming brothers and Trace. Um, but I think at the end of the day, they're really, really intelligent. And I think um, from what I heard was that they're making the decision uh, based off, you know, their kind of career goals. Yeah. And so yeah, you would have loved to have them around. But, man, those are big, big losses, especially with the consistency, you know, the kind of grit that they have, just the head on their shoulders and how they approach the game every single day. You know, they were ready to die out there on that field, and you saw it every time that they played, regardless of, you know, if, even if it wasn't their play to make, um, they went out there and they played their hearts hard for sure. So I'm grateful for that, but I just wish we would have had that full season to kind of see all these players really kind of get that full rotation of a full season. Yeah. Well, and uh, you know, it, it, it does suck. Um, but you know, you can't, you can't hurt those guys that have put the time in the program and fulfilled yeah. their, their, their obligation of, you know, graduating yeah. and, and yeah. going on. Like if they're, if they're going to a school where it has that degree, exactly. Like, why, why, why would they stay? Why? I know, I know. Yeah. Hey, football, yeah, I could say right now, hey, I would play, you know, go to school for another yeah, year. Yeah, that's a tough for, part. For, but I'm glad you said that. That that is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Like just to just to play football, you're gonna want to endure all of that, and mm-hmm. you know, take up something that maybe isn't going to be the best for you in your, you know, non collegiate wise, you know, after school because not necessarily all these guys are gonna be playing in the NFL. So that, you know, you've got to look at that and say, hey, I've got to better myself for after football better than I have to look at just playing football. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, these guys, some, you know, Kevin Armstead, he's a uh, freshman. um, And then, you know, Joseph Cooper is a junior. um, And so, you know, those guys, I think that they're just they probably see the writing on the wall and say, hey, I want to go and get some more playing time. Um, but mm-hmm. those other three, man, you, you can't. And, and Grizz Nation, I know there's a lot. I, I, I've heard a lot of how how dare they, you know, that, you know, that they're letting us down. And it's like, man, they put up three, what, three years 
of hard fought grind. Mm -hmm. They put in a year of not getting anything back in return. Um, the, I, I don't think you can just be mad at them. I don't think you can, you have to look at it. You can be all that stinks and uh, Hey, I, I wish we could see him play, but you've got to say, Hey, thanks. Thanks for, you know, doing what you did and, and just, yeah. just be grateful that you got to see them for that yeah. long. Yeah. It actually got me, if I'm being honest with you, Adam, it got me pretty mad that a lot of people were giving them negative feedback. Exactly. Like they were making the exactly. Wrong yeah, you know, it, it. I think it's a little bit absurd. It's like these, these they're kids. They're they're yeah. grown adults. They're still in the process of figuring out what life is. You know, every adult, you know, you know, that's past the age of thirty, that's at past the age of 40, 50s, and sixties. No one had their crap figured out when they were in their twenties. You know, yeah. they were learning as they go. And so I think because of that, they owe them to themselves to go out there and take that risk and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to follow my passions. I'm going to go follow my dreams. And that's to go be a doctor. I think they yeah. all are in going to be doctors. You know, yep. they're going to change people's lives. They're going to affect them in ways that me and you could never do, you yep. know? And so because yep. of that, there's a bigger purpose. There's a higher purpose. And I think a lot of people initially get into football because they want to be part of something bigger. But those guys are really, really where the change is going to happen with, you know, just society in general, man. So I'm glad that they're making this decision. I feel like people should be more on board with them and let them know that, Hey, we're appreciative because man, they did, they did a damn good job leaving it where it's at right now. Exactly. Exactly. Now, you know, with what the, and we can go in this a little bit later too, but uh, with them leaving, you know, with, what does that hurt more, the tight end or defensive end? Because, I think we're pretty good at defensive end. It kind of hurts the depth, mm -hmm. but tight end, um, not having the depth there, not not the necessarily the depth, but just the consistency with tight end. We know we have a lot, you know, Cole Grossman's and next man up, he's he's gonna do awesome, but he's he kind of suits a little bit differently, I think, or maybe I just haven't seen enough of Cole, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of younger guys behind him that don't, they don't have that experience. And I think that's where, you know, my kind of concern is, it's, it's always nice to have really, really veteran leadership. And obviously with Deming and Trace, those are guys that have been brought on the program. Uh, Trace has been, you know, kind of juggled around playing different positions. So he's really versatile in a lot of ways. Um, Deming's always been a great tight end, even from the start, really consistent and goes out there, makes plays and catches. And that's yeah. not to say that Cole can't do it himself because Cole is probably one of the most athletic people I've ever met in my life, yeah. you know, as far as, any sport. It doesn't have to be football. It can be any sport. I think he's extremely athletic. I think he's extremely passionate about, you know, what he does, but it's always nice when you have multiple people that can step up and, and lead, you know, having a little bit of a Deming, a little bit of a Trace and Cole in that rotation to say, hey, these are all experienced. They're all different playing styles, but they're all equally as talented. I think ha taking away from that a little bit, it proves a little bit stressful, I would assume, to Cole. You know, I think about my time as off the line. I remember one point that I was the most experienced guy and it was a little it was a little stressful. You know, it was a little hard to kind of navigate all those younger guys and be able to obviously lead by example was, was fine. But still, at the same time, it's always nice to have people behind you that kind of know what you're talking about and understand, you know, just that just kind of helps create the culture. But I think, uh, like I said, I think they made the right move. I think this is going to be a huge opportunity for, to, for Cole to step up and kind of oh, really yeah, kind of explode. And I, like I said, I think he's one of the most athletic people that I've ever met. So I'm excited to see him go out there and really kind of use his talents and his natural God-given ability and uh, go out there and just run with it, man. Really go yeah. run with it. Go take it, you know? It'll be really interesting to see what they do. Like, you know, they're going to insert Cole in there, but it'd be really interested to see who's that next on the totem pole of um, who's going to get those reps. Mm -hmm. And that'll be sorted out, you know, this, mm -hmm. you know, this spring or not this spring, sorry, geez, this summer and fall. Um, and so we'll, we'll <laughs> exactly. see that. Yeah. We'll see that. So, yeah, and I think also too, just kind of just ballparking it as well. Um, I'm wondering if they're going to bring any guys in for that tight end position too, you know? Well, they have a, a, a freshman coming in. Um, oh, Jake, something. He's six seven, two thirty. Played for Butte High School. I'm forgetting his name, um, dude. That guy looks legit too. Um, kind of reminds me a lot of Cole. He's just long, long and fast. Um, and so he might be the next guy. You know that 
they try to put in there to get experience just because he's already 6'7", 230. Um, I don't know if they want him to have a little bit more weight. Um, but, you don't, you know, with a guy that's fast and quick like that, you don't want him too big um, to take away his yeah. athleticism either. So. Exactly. Exactly. It'll be. It'll. I'm just curious to see how it plays out. I don't know if they go and recruit from a couple of bigger schools that are entered the transfer portal as a tight end position and just kind of trying to bring them back down here, or they go to you know across the FCS level. So let us know what you guys think. I think that'd be yeah. interesting to hear. You know, kind of that approach from the fans' kind of perspective, whether they go they go bigger, they bring it down, or they just continue to recruit high school and just bring those guys in to continue to build that culture. You know. Yep. Definitely. And mm-hmm. we did get a late recruit um sorry i'm gonna look this up because i know his last name is simmons um but he simmons, was a late he was a late recruit out of louisiana um mm. he was committed to i believe arkansas state and then um sorry i'm trying to look for it here um so, good idea. so dylan I wonder if he made, made that jump to come out here to come take a visit out here you know yeah maybe Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So Dylan Simmons, I believe. Okay. Um, what position does he play? He is it's athlete. So He's athlete. Okay. athlete um, from his film that I saw, uh, it was a uh, cornerback safety um, type role that I saw mm-hmm. the actual town that he's from. Sorry, man. Um, but yeah, it was a uh, kind of, interesting because he had been recruited and committed to um, Arkansas state and signed. um, Mm -hmm. And then, then just, just committed, committed. committed Well, I think he made the right decision, man. Exactly. Yeah. The right decision, man. That's all that matters. He's going to be a Grizz. And I think he made the right decision. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, well, we've got another safety in in the making there uh, or cornerback. So, but, Man, let's get into it. You know, we haven't talked about the Portland State game. Mm-hmm. So what did you see? Yeah, where, Did you get to go to that game? Oh, dude, yes, I was there. Whole game, man. Nice. Awesome. What an experience, dude. A little, a little, it, it was refreshing to play against some, um, some not more high quality, but just more fitting quality, if that kind of makes sense. Because obviously Portland State's rival of ours, we play them every single year. They're in the FCS level. They're not at a D2 level. Um, and I think it was really kind of refreshing to kind of see how in, it unfolded. You know, and I think it, I think it played out exactly how I kind of talked about it on that after that first Central Washington game. You know, I said, hey, it was rusty that first game. And then you saw him come out like a loose cannon this game. Oh, yeah. The ground yeah. and pound was absolutely incredible. And I know you had some concerns about that the first game. <laughs> and exactly what I told you. Hey, I think it's just a rhythm issue, you know, getting the feel for it, kind of getting in tune, dusting the rust off. And I just I saw so many great things, man. I was really proud to kind of just be there and just be able to kind of witness it and soak it in and just let it unfold the way that I was supposed to. And I think, I think all positions went off, man. I think it's, it's that kind of the, that, that headline again, as we had that first game, it was really refreshing to pick up on the stuff that we kind of saw as far as the run yeah. game. Um, quarterback play was still good. Um, I think it was a little bit of an improvement as opposed to that first game. Um, it could always be better. Um, there's always something to improve on on all levels. And um, so defense absolutely lights out again. Uh, yeah. But uh, man, it was it was man, it was exciting to be there, dude. It was really was. It was refreshing yeah. to play against some 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 top tier level and just roll over them. Well, and it was interesting because you know Portland State is, is gonna be a pretty good team. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, would, I would I would think probably. Uh, middle of the big sky that I think they'll, they'll be they'll be pretty good. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe ranked sometime type in the year, but man, they just completely dominated them. You know the, you know they had a, a a good series. After that, they completely dominated, shutted them down. You know, again took the uh, quarterback's lunch money all over again, hitting them. Man, just the one the one hit that like. I envision is Portland state's uh, quarterback. He's running, he's running. And then um, I believe it was uh, all the cornerback um, Justin Justin Ford. Oh my my goodness. Just comes out of like nowhere and just like hits him. And the guy just, you can just like see him just like whiplash back. 
just dude, like, hey, dude, the I'm right passion here. that Justin's been playing has been absolutely incredible, man. Yeah. He truly has that dog mentality. I think right before the Central Washington game, I talked about that cornerback position having to be literally on a league on an island of its own. You know, yeah. have a different type of confidence as opposed to the rest of the team. And I think he fits that description. I think he's a killer. He has that hut hunter mentality, especially because when you think about the sizes, the cornerback position, uh, kind of similar to the safety position, there's some of the smaller guys on the field. Exactly. And so compared to obviously an offensive lineman who's, you know, six, seven, 300 pounds, six, four, 300 pounds, 315 pounds. And so coming out there and playing that a way that he did with that killer mentality, with that head hunting kind of attitude, I think it's super awesome to see him, man. I just, I wish nothing but the best for him. I really think it's going to be a huge year for him. Yeah, I, I totally do too. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend and just, just, you know, watching him is, is entertainment in itself because he nonstop talks to mm-hmm. the other team, mm-hmm. to the other players, to the other sideline nonstop, and he can back it up. There was one time he didn't back yeah. it up and he was still talking like, oh yeah, you think you're good. Like still talking like he is like nasty in a good way. And I, he reminds me of a cornerback that we had here a while back that, you know, um, went to the NFL that kind of had that same kind of mentality, Tremaine Johnson. Um, maybe not as, big, Tremaine Johnson, huh? not, not, a, not as big, but same that uh-huh. same kind of attitude, that same kind of demeanor of I'm the guy. Like, you, try to stop, try to stop me, try to go up against mm-hmm. me. And I totally yeah. agree with Justin, you. You have Justin to have a dog. Him. Yeah, yeah. Justin is a dog, man. Like I said, killer mentality, and I think that's what that position calls for. And it's, it's oh yeah, it's, it's absolutely incredible to see, man. I just uh, he's gonna do some big things, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to see him kind of roll and you know take it by the horns and really just be a leader and a voice on that defensive side too. You know, I think um, being around a player like that is contagious, you know, oh, yeah. being able to not only talk to talk, but walk to walk and go out and play. You know, yeah. I think it's awesome to see. And I've been around players that have really inspired me. So I know that he's sitting there inspiring, you know, some of the younger guys as equally some of the older guys, because being out on that field, sometimes you get tired. Sometimes yeah. you physically, you get hurt. Sometimes in the moments you have to play, push past a little bit of pain and uncomfortability. And I think he embodies that mindset of, hey, next play, let's get after it. I'm a dog and I'm going to win 10 out of 10 times. Well, and it'll be really interesting because, you know, that maybe we mentioned this earlier in a previous podcast, but, you know, him teaching those younger guys as well. And I think kind of we need to get the other side solidified. You know, uh, um, uh, Omar Hicks and new and then I know that uh, Trajan Cotton was out. I think he was hurt. He hurt his foot. And so it'll be interesting to see which one of those guys kind of battles out for that last spot over there. But, man, mm-hmm. um, just the coach that they have coaching them just, like, makes me excited um, just because mm-hmm. of where he's been and the ca- caliber of coach that he has um, just mm-hmm. – kind of Ronnie Bradford, there's his name, um, Ronnie Bradford, coach of the cornerbacks, just, you know, 15-year vet in, um, you know, the, the NFL, coaching, playing at 10 seasons of the NFL, you know, won a national championship at the University of Colorado, put, you know, coached at mm-hmm. Southern Cal, um, Memphis, Cal, Louisiana Tech. Um, he just has that experience. And to see that kind of a caliber of a coach to coach up those cornerbacks and that talent that we have there is really, really exciting. Mm -hmm. Exactly, dude. He's well qualified. And so he knows what it takes to be on a winning team. And I think it's also one of the big things that I always kind of think about is a lot of uh, I know a lot of coaches that never seen a down of football. They've been around it their whole life. They understand it extremely well. But I know some coaches never had that opportunity to play, actually get on the field for one reason or another, whether that be athletic ability, whether that be just football IQ at the time. And that eventually sparked and inspired, you know, coaching uh, kind of career that they wanted to pursue. Um, So I think it's super, super awesome to be able to say, hey, not only was I a player for a long, long time, but I'm also a coach and say I'm passionate about it. So you get a little bit extra, I think. Players that have seen and touched the field, they just understand football a little differently. They understand that it's not just X's and O's and it goes deeper than that, whether that be play relationships, whether that be grit, 
whether that be kind of pushing past some of those uncomfortable situations and, and positions that you can potentially get into. And so I think because of that, he's going to in turn just elevate these guys play to that to that next level. Yeah, exactly. I just yeah, it, 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 it's exciting. You know, some of the things, you know, we kind of talked about it, that it was a smash mouth game. Um, Xavier Harris, holy cow. Um, I think that was his coming out party of saying, hey, hello, I'm a freshman and I'm here to play. Um, just the cutback quickness from him, the dynamic between Nick Osmo and him having that grind and, and, and pound and then that quickness, man, I, I they had over, two, I believe, almost over 200 yards rushing together. Um, that, if you get that going, plus, you know, your wide receivers, that's going to be a hard offensive unit to stop. Um, what what, was, what were your thoughts on that? I And I, I have to take it on. Yes, I, I was kind of the one that was wishy-washy on the line play. But you can't mm-hmm. fault me because that, the, that, that line play the first game was a little shaky and they weren't getting the push. Now, I, I, I didn't doubt I that they you. weren't going to get them. I didn't, I, I didn't doubt them. Mm-hmm. I did not doubt them for a moment. Um, I was just kind of a little kind of skeptical of, of what was happening with Central Washington. Uh, so uh, with that... I think that they got a lot better push up front. Um, They were pulling a lot more. So they were, um, they had a lot of the, uh, they had a lot of, of the pulling guards. So they were, they were doing a lot more of pulling better blocking. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the pass protection has been amazing. Um, Yeah. Like, like amazing. Like yeah. you would have thought, I would have thought I was thinking, Hey, this is where we're finally going to see cam or, or Chris, you know, feel some pressure when they drop back. They didn't feel any pressure in the mm-hmm. pocket. Like the, mm-hmm. what I saw that line was legit pass protection. And that was not a Portland state is a good defense. They're not, you know, yeah. like top 10 or anything, but they had a pretty good defense. They had a ran a flex I believe uh, mm-hmm. front line. Um, so, you know, being that good of a, a defense, it was awesome to see how they played. I will eat my words. I will eat it. Um, but yes, much better play on the O line. So I was yes. excited about that, dude. Hell yeah! Then, like I had mentioned last week, or I think maybe maybe a lot a week and some change, I had mentioned that the opportunity. Um, was going to present itself. It was really just about finding a little bit of a rhythm, finding a little bit of a pattern, um, putting yourself in a position to kind of really say and figure everything out, whether that be whether it be some of the pushes, whether it be the running back seeing the holes, maybe making the right cuts, um, kind of playing against a defender a certain, a certain way. And I think it kind of really kind of came together. I think the offensive line did a tremendous job understanding that, hey, yeah, we won that first game, but it needs to be better. There needs to be a better push. There needs to be better opportunity for the running back. There should be, and one of the mantras that we kind of live by, that you should be able to drive a semi-truck through a certain lane in order for the running back to know this is the way I'm supposed to go. You know, make it super yep. clear and obvious that they have no no choice but to go in that direction, you know, based on how we're supposed to play. And it's one of those things we we aggressively attack the run game every single day when I was there. And so because of that, I don't expect it to be any differently. I just expect it to be improvement upon improvement. I know those guys took it to heart and said, hey, it needs to be better. We can be better and it will be better. Um, and like you said, Path Pro, phenomenal. Oh, you know? my gosh. And yeah. I think that comes to uh, a bulk of different kind of aspects, whether that be experience, um, whether that be um, having guys around the culture and being around guys that know how to pass protect and they know how to, you know, take that to heart to say, hey, it's me versus you and I'm not going to let you come close to the quarterback. You yeah. know, I'm not going to put him in that position. I'm not going to make it a little scary because I've been part of games before my and, and during my time playing where, you know, pass protection, it's, it's not up or shut up time. Yeah, yeah. One bad move, one quick move, and you're not on your A game. The you know the quarterback on the blind side coming in with a, a six yard gain, full sprint. You know, 
I, I, I there's remember, your quarterback. <laughs> there's your quarterback. <laughs> on the ground. That's exactly what yeah. happened to me my sophomore year. I remember one time I had an assignment. It was a bonehead move. I knew exactly who to block, but I was young. I was inexperienced. And so I ended up looking the other way. He screamed past me from the second level, screamed right past me. Brady was turned the opposite direction, got hit on the back, fumbled the whole football. Luckily, we recovered it, but I'll never forget that play because after that, I was like, okay, I need to, I need to step it up. I need to be better. And I was better because of it. So I'm glad those experiences put me in a position. But these guys have been around, you know, some really talented ball players um, to be able to know. And I feel like I did a good job kind of, you know, and the guys that I was with around, whether it be Cooper Sprung, David Reese, kind of putting it down, saying, hey, this is something we take pride in. The run game is equally as important as the pass game. And you kind of just saw all come all come together. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, uh, Malik Flowers and, you know, you know, he had a, an amazing, amazing game too. He kind of sh- shined. You know, you know, uh, Gabe Solzer had ha- had the first game. He didn't really shine. Now Malik's turn kind of shined. Mm-hmm. He had a blocked punt. That was amazing too. Because I was like, oh, who blocked that punt? And I was like, that was Malik. Like, what yeah. in the world? Like, came in hot, dude. God. Oh my came goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I was like, dang, that was like the speed on and 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 showcase right there. Um, did a really great job, Brian Buscini. I think we need to call him Big Leg Brian. Big Leg Big Brian. Leg Brian. <laughs> Big Leg Brian. Man alive! Just I think his averages were over fifty yards. Uh, yeah, incredible. What they, an they, opportunity they, for him to just really step up and take it by the horns, dude. Oh yeah. Know? I could yeah. only imagine the amount of pressure, um, you know, that kind of he had. Oh yeah, coming in just the year that it's been, the transfers that we've had, the changes that we've had, and then all of a sudden just coming in and just bombing fifty yarders, you know, yeah. consistently, aggressively, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I think it's absolutely incredible to be able to see that man and team just being kind of hit the ground running and being under the coach, uh, being under a coach like Bobby who emphasizes who is known for his special teams. I think it's only only going to add strength to him. It's going to put him in the position to really kind of not only succeed but thrive this upcoming year. Exactly. And, and what one thing that we haven't gotten to is uh, we mentioned earlier in the podcast is uh, Jack Cooper, Joseph Cooper has entered the transfer portal. So you are going to see next year a freshman punter, kicker, and place kicker. Mm-hmm. All well, three. And, all three levels. And, and, all three levels, unless they unless mm-hmm. they go into the transfer portal and get somebody, um, but if nothing well, happens, hold on, man. yeah, the, I mean it's there for the taking. It's really it's what there for the taking. Yeah, yeah, it really is, and so it's up to them to really kind of take it upon themselves. And like I said, what a learning experience oh, being yeah. able to come in as a. I mean, my experiences as a freshman really kind of laid that foundation of whether or not I wanted to stick in football, whether or not and it kind of put me in a place where I fell in love with it even more deeply. I became, you know, somewhat obsessive. And I always tell people, I think there's really kind of three for certain type of players, players that hate, hate the game, players that love the game and players that are obsessed with the game. I don't think there's really kind of in between some guys that love it some days and hate it some days. It's either one or the other. And I yeah. think because of that, it really put me in this position to say, okay, I'm passionate about this and how could it be the best possible version of myself? And so exactly. what an experience to say, hey, you know what? As a freshman, I played on a on a football team, not only any football team, but one of the potentially, knock on wood, one of the most prolific Montana football teams that we've had come through here in a long, long yeah. time. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Because that year, that was 15, right? Yeah. So that yeah. Had, we had J- Jamal Jones. We had – Well, it actually – was that the fifteen was or was 16. that fourteen? Because I came, 16? I came in fifteen. I came in okay. fifteen, uh, but kind of from what I heard from the grapevine was I came in a little bit too fat. So because of that, <laughs> I didn't have the opportunity to play that first year, dude. But apparently, they were kind of debating about it, kind of saying about it whether or not I was kind of the right fit for that time. Um, but because okay. I came in, because I came in on my recruiting visit, visit sitting at two eighty five, because I had just caught off of um, wrestling season, so I was okay. looking pretty trim pretty athletic 
And then my, I had the stigma that for whatever reason, I was kind of thinking old school that some of these guys were 320, 330, 350 pounds, just bowling balls of human beings. So I took that as a challenge and I literally ate everything that I possibly could. My mom hated me for the whole summer, but <laughs> I enjoyed it. So, and so when I came into town, they were like, whoa, you gained a couple pounds. And then they saw me and they're like, yeah, you gained a little more than a couple pounds. We need to, <laughs> we need to put you on a little diet. And so that first year was really kind of like really important for me to just kind of focus on formulating myself and to be, you know, a, a dominant player. And I think I was sitting about 320 um, after that first year. And that's what I entered that second year going into. Okay. Okay, cool. So, you know, QB. So, you know, Cam did, you know, the, the first game kind of shaky. Um, I don't think you said it, but I kind of was kind of a little shaky on, on on that not necessarily to the point where we're we're you know away from cam i think cam's our guy for right you know for the time period and the, and the, the leadership that he has there's still there were still some underthrows that um that there was but i had to look at it my, uh, this way is is it him or is it my expectations and and so grizz nation has high high expectations and i think you know uh, from last year, getting our feet wet in the playoffs and then getting this team where they are legit, those expectations kind of go up um, from where we were. Um, what do we, what do we go, from, where do we go from here? So um, does it match, do my expectations match where we possibly could be? Um, and so, uh, my expectations, is it realistic for my expectations to be at that level or is it just my, my just being, being, not being able to have, um, that expectation for a while that increases it. I don't know, man. I, I, I really think that there's, and just, you know, and having Dalton Sneed and going from Dalton Sneed, um, it, it's going to take some time. And I think the expectations people are going to have to relax. People are going to have to relax, let Kim work some things out, let him, you know, get a sense of starting. Um, and so I kind of had to go back on that and kind of like just take a, a personal look in, at me and just say, hey, is this my expectations or is this just, you know, not having no expectations and then them, them just growing? Um, but yeah, he, he, he did a really good job, you know, before that heck of a hit that he um took okay oh, uh, he was doing really yeah, well right. he was getting Jesus. out of the pocket I was worried for a second yeah oh my gosh yeah he he, I, he yeah. was out he was out out um so but yeah I, I i've been a, i've been a part of a couple of those hits man you you oh. literally kind of don't remember the moment all you remember is kind of just black and then all of a sudden you just kind of feel like this ringing you know in those kind of situations so i was worried for a second but as soon as he got up and the way that he kind of walked it off i was like okay i think he's gonna be okay I yeah. talked to him. I think he, he's doing more than well. He's fine. He's going to be okay. And so it's really, it's really exciting to know that, okay, he's not seriously, seriously injured. You know, yeah. it was just kind of a little hiccup. And it was a great opportunity for to kind of play against some top tier competition. Obviously, he was doing really well before that. Um, and I think because of that, it, it gave him kind of perspective to say, okay, trust my offensive line even more. You know, be comfortable in the pocket. He saw an opportunity. He took off with it. And maybe he just learns how to maybe slide a little better. Maybe he learns how to, you know, fall a little quicker, you know. So just yeah. it's a learning experience when it's all said and done. I think that's a beautiful part about it. Everything that happens that you can necessarily see as bad is is one of those things that you can kind of translate it into a learning lesson. And I think that's exactly what's going to do. He's a phenomenal player. I think you make about a good point. Sometimes as fans, you kind of get into that conversation is, is this our expectation or, you know, is it right to have those expectations or should we just let them go be? And yeah. I think we really, and they kind of got the gist of um, playing backyard football. I mean, you saw how much fun those guys were having. You saw, oh, yeah. how, you know, how passionate they were about every single player, regardless of what it was, whether it be offense, defense, special teams, you know, it could be the opening kickoff and, and they were ready to run through a wall. And I think because of that, you know, I think as a fan, what I'm doing is I'm really just there's no expectations for me. I'm just sitting back and enjoying it. I'm appreciating football for the art that it is. I'm appreciating it for the moments that happen. And, and I think as fans, I think that's kind of the right way to about to kind of approach this team. So because the work's been put in, you know, they're killing it in, in a lot of different ways. And it's just about letting the pieces fall where they do. 
Well, and that's that's the one thing that is going to be interesting um, going into it is where will the the pieces um, fall? Um, and so, like you said, Angel, like where will the pieces fall? That that's what's going to be going into this next fall. Where where are the pieces going to fall? Where what who are we going to have with the transfer portal? Who are we going to have? Who are we going to develop? Who are we going to, you know, who's going to take that next step up? That's where I think the next big thing is, is going to happen is, okay, well, we've got some time. We've got some time to nurse some injuries. Hopefully, you know, um, some of the other guys, um, AJ Forbes um, and also um, uh, Xavier Harris got a little, I believe it was just a stinger. And don't quote me on that. That's not a official thing, but from my eyes, it looked like he just hit, got a a stinger on the hip. Um, But, you know, thoughts and prayers out to AJ. Hopefully he's doing well and it's not serious. Um, we don't want him, you know, hurt. Nobody hurt for that matter of the fact, anybody, even the opposing team. Um, but how much that transfer portal is going to affect how this team is going to be. And I don't think this transfer portal is going away. I don't think just because the pandemic hit, I don't think it's going away. I think that the legislation mm-hmm. in, um, the NCA, they're probably here soon going to get past the one year where you can transfer, which I think is a great thing. And I think I've said it in podcasts before is if a coach can leave without any ramifications, a player should be able to do the same thing. It doesn't make any sense exactly. where, why a player can't leave um, after any time after a coach leaves. Um, rather than, mm-hmm. oh, I have to stay here, even if the system doesn't, the incoming coach, the system doesn't work for me. That doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and I fully exactly. back the student athlete for that. Um, so it'll be interesting that coaches kind of, um, who kind of look at the transfer portal and they kind of adapt to it and which coaches see it and they stay, Hey, no, we're not going to take part of it. Um, but what are some what, one one thing I wanted to get your kind of take on too is one negative. I I, I had to I ha- have to find one negative, and it's not a big thing. But when Cam went out, when Cam went out, okay, okay, uh, Chris came in, and I believe don't quote me on this, they did not throw the ball a single time. Really, they hmm. did not. They did not show – they didn't – and that's my, my negative thing is when you have a freshman in there and, you, and you're wanting to develop him, don't you want to kind of, you know, work with him on and, and seeing some things? And I, I, I know Coach Houck kind of commented on it and said, hey, you know, Chris did all the um, right calls. He did a lot, a lot of the checks. And so, you know, I might be totally wrong. And, hey, maybe those, those plays were – um, pass plays and he checked them down into run plays that could totally be um but with what i saw and what was was ran is all runs and i just think that um i know you're focusing on running and getting the run game going but once you have that that freshman quarterback in there that doesn't have a lot of experience i think you have to take that into effect and you have to let him, you gotta let him loose a little bit Mm-hmm. I think I think you make a great point about it, and I I think that uh, I'm trying to think outside the box of this, and I think one of the things what I think that they may have wanted to do was just to see how he ran an offense. You know, mm-hmm. obviously as a thrower, he can throw, he can play, he can make those balls and make those throws. But at the same time, I think the bigger picture is can he run the offense? Can he make the right checkdowns? Can he read the defense from a from a run game standpoint? You know, can he can he learn how to just follow without actually having to be the star of the show? Does that make sense? So yeah, I would like to think there's obviously I think there's always a method to madness. I think there's always kind of a calculated game plan. And I think that maybe have something they talked about before and said, OK, hey, you know what? We're not going to put you in a position to really go out there and fling the ball. One, because at that point in time, they were already up X amount of points. Yeah, and then definitely. two. 
I think it might have been one of those, that kind of dials back to the conversation. I think they all understood that the run game could have been better last game. So maybe they wanted to see how we took that leadership position and controlling the offense, you know, to make those right reads when it came to making those run game uh, kind of plans. And so because of that, I think that's where maybe they wanted to see him shine, you know, kind of make them maybe that might be something he might have been struggling with in practice. But nonetheless, I think he did a great job just commanding that offense, letting people know, letting the offensive line know, the receivers, those checkdowns, and say, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is You guys know the game plan. Just follow my lead. I'll get it done. I'll make the proper handoffs. You know, because at the end of the day, I think he's a sophomore, you know, so there's a lot of pressure that comes at the – he's a sophomore, correct? Uh, I think he's a freshman, I believe. I think he might be a sophomore in school. Maybe that's why I'm kind of confusing it. Well, it's, he, it's been a crazy year, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, he probably would be a sophomore coming in, but he doesn't lose a year, so he'll be yeah. a fresh. It's really weird. It's gonna be exactly. <laughs> but regardless, he's young. You know, so exactly. I think maybe from a coach's perspective, it's okay. We know you can throw. There's no question about that. And we yeah. know you can make those plays, and we saw it kind of come alive, Central Washington. But can you lead an offense? And I think that's where you know those quarterbacks really make that leap from good to great, being able to control an offense and kind of know your place and be humbled by it and know, hey, I don't have to be the star of the show. Our job is to score points, and that's all that matters. As long as we come out there and win, I think that's the most important part about it, and I think you saw that, man. I think you did a great job just leading the leading the offense from that kind of back-end position. You're taking me away from the ledge, man. You're taking me away right? from the ledge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, jump talk, off? You're, you're, talk, you're talking me down. You're talking me down. Yeah. Uh, I gave you a parachute. So there you when go. you did jump off, there you go. That's better. <laughs> it's so inevitable, it's- man. This sport will have you, you know, arguing, and then you'll kind of sit back and regress and say, hey, man, I'm arguing over a game. Exactly. You know? Exactly. It's pretty incredible how legit and how, like, you know, tied to people's heartstrings the game of football is in general. Yeah. You know? I catch myself doing it time and time again. Sometimes I need that person to be like, hey, man, you're going to jump off the ledge. But at least let me give you a parachute before you jump off, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, and, and mm-hmm. you know, also special teams, you know, we, we we mentioned Malik and we mentioned Big Leg Brian. Um, I'm, I'm totally going to see if it, if it takes <laughs> off. Big Leg Brian. Um, and then okay. also I got to give give a shout out to Ryder Meyer. The block that he had um, – for Gabe on that. Incredible. Oh my goodness. And and it was clean. I don't care who you are. He got a, just enough of the guy so that Gabe uh, could come around. That was an amazing block. Um, yeah. So I, I'm glad they didn't call that because I would have been like furious. So, right. You would have been jumping off the cliff, huh? Oh, I would have been jumping up and down. <laughs> I would have been like yelling at the TV, yelling at my dog. Oh, um, yeah. But, also, you know, defensive line, I was really excited about that. We got inside pressure. You know, Justin yeah. did a really good job. Um, and so, you know, the dom- the dominance that this defense has had, mm-hmm. I think it's been like 107 points to 10 points, um, yeah, is just incredible. amazing. Um, and so it, it'll it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm I'm looking forward to see – who steps up in that defensive end position of where we're going to be getting that pressure on the outside. And it'll be interesting to see, is it, and I think we've talked about this before, uh, you know, we're not getting like a lot of pressure on the defensive ends, but is it just maybe a systematic way of not not necessarily getting the pressure on the ends, but it's just a, a, everybody's putting that pressure on with the linebackers filling those spots. Um, Mm -hmm. But man, that defense has been stout. Holy yeah. cow. It's been awesome, dude. I mean, oh. even think about it. I think, yeah, you, obviously pressure is always nice. But I think our defense is formulated to provide that pressure in different ways. You yeah. know, with such good cornerback coverage, with those 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 two, three linebackers literally blasting through like a bat out of hell, you oh, know, yeah. to try to legit kill the quarterback. You know, in yeah. some regards, I think it's I think it's playing into the game plan. I think that's exactly what it is. I think at the defensive end position, it's really to control the outside, you know, because if he slips out, there's nobody really out there in order for the quarter. So the quarterback continue to run, run, run. So I think they're built to kind of play that position, say, hey, give pressure 100 percent, beat your man. But there's also multiple responsibilities that you need to be aware of. And I just goes to show the type of trust that he put in his def- defensive line front, you know, plug the gaps. 
obviously the run game, my stopping the run game was critical. That was awesome. You know, me being able to provide that pressure. You saw Jace come in, you smacked the quarterback, which eventually led to the interception. I think either Justin Ford had. Oh yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. I think uh, those types of things is absolutely incredible. And I think it all, like I said, there's a method to the madness and I think it's coming in, you know, I think it's, it's the pieces are being laid where they need to be. Well, and just the, you know, the, like you said, the linebackers, like, you look at the linebacker that makes a stop or something like that. And you're like, who is that? Like, Oh man, like our, the linebackers have been consistent. Like you don't see one guy making all the tackles. You don't see one guy getting a lot of the spotlight. Like they are a cohesive unit that works together that, and this whole defense is that Ben don't break. Okay. We're, we're doing this as a team, this unit, um, and so it's really awesome to see. I can't wait to see it with 27,000 fans. Um, oh, dude. oh my goodness. It's going to be amazing. I can't yeah. wait. So, you know, my yeah. question for you, Angel is how was, you know, cause from the sound of it on the TV, like it, it sounded like there's a lot more, you know, people there, even though there, I, I bet there wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. so the, the Grizz nation did really well. Um, how was it? Was it still kind of awkward or you, or were you kind of getting used to the, the atmosphere? I think it's still a little bit awkward. I think those expectations for me personally haven't been applied as far as the actual game day experience of being able to tailgate and all go to the game. You know, I think one of the things that they did an awesome job about was letting people know, hey, if you leave, you can't come back in. So a lot oh, of people really? decided okay. to stay and, and take that opportunity to just watch the game, enjoy the game for what it is. You know, because yeah. even if they wanted to leave, there was no tailgating going on, so they couldn't go outside to, you know, partake in whatever the activities they were doing. Um, yeah. So because of that, people stayed. Was it loud by any means? No. As a player on either side, would I be threatened or opposed or nervous about it? Not at all. It, that just wasn't the case when it came down to it. So yeah. you think about how good the offense is. You think about how good the defense is, how great special teams is playing. And then you add 27,000 people to the mix oh. to opposing teams that want to come in here. I think that is going to play a huge, huge role. So I'm imploring the listeners out there, when that time comes, buy your tickets early, go to the games, stay at the games, because this is probably the most important season that we'll have in a long, long time. Well, I think I think uh, season tickets, aren't they out right now? I think there's yeah, – I think they are. I think they, are. I did, they so. just dropped this past week, I believe. And so, so. you know, I'm already on – I'm in line. I'm in line. In line. In line. line. Awesome. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait for this next fall. Um, It'll be interesting to see um, just what happens and and just the things that go along with this team. What are your expectations uh, and your, the potential for this team? Cause mine are sky high. I think this, this team has the potential to, to do great things that we haven't seen at the university of Montana for a while. Um, They've got, every position where, where I think that it's been leading up to this point. Um, and so I think sky's the limit. Um, mm-hmm. Do I think we're going to go undefeated? I don't think we're going to go undefeated, but I, wow, I, necessarily, okay. I, I, I don't, I don't want, you know, my teams that I favor, I don't want them to be undefeated. Okay. I want, I, get that. I want, I want a team to know uh, the, the loss of that feeling and not wanting mm-hmm. to feel it ever again. Um, because yeah. I don't want a team kind of, you know, tensing up in a you know championship game when it's five minutes left. Um, and, you know, the great teams don't. But, you know, when you're tried and true, uh, I think that kind of lessens that. So, mm-hmm. well, I think personally, my expectations is is I, and I don't know why this keeps just popping it up, man. When you're, you're you're 10 years old, you're playing in the alleyway, you're playing out on the street, the sun is setting, you're with your boys, there's sweat, there's dirt everywhere, you know, but there's no worry in the world. It's just yeah. going out there and enjoying it. And I think I think those are my expectations. You know, I think knowing those guys on a personal basis, I see that the passion that they come out with, you know, I see how excited they get, you know, for the little things. And I think that's where I'm falling in love with this process of being a fan, you know, being yeah. able to sit here and just watch those guys fall in love with the sport, knowing that the guys on that roster are passionate about what they do. I think those are my expectations. And I think those are going to put them, those expectations are going to put them in the best place to really be successful, block out all the noise, 
don't listen to anything or what anybody says, whether it be good and bad, you know, keep a level headed. Um, and I think because of that, taking those that, that approach and really just going out there and playing for the love of the game, I think it's going to put them in a position to be the most successful. You know, so those expectations for me, it's I mean, there's always going to be that conversation. Well, I want the offensive line to do great. I want the quarterback the receivers, uh, all defense, to, you know, special. But at the end of the day, I just want them to go out there and ball, go out there and play and enjoy it. Because for a lot of those guys, it's going to be the last year. And when it's gone, it's gone forever. Yeah, You know, it's gone forever and it'll never come back. And so it's one of those things is I want them to fall in love with the process and, and grasp every single day because that's what I process. And I think that's where you fall in love with it. You fall in love with something so hard because of the process, because it's not the actual fact of winning. It's the fact of falling in love with the process and joining it and, and enjoying it because that's where the rewards and the lessons, that's where they're made. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, you know, blocking out the nose noise, not the nose, blocking out the noise. <laughs> how hard how hard is that and do you do you as a former player, you know, when you're in a season, do you guys hear that noise and and how do you guys block that out? I think it's it's just on a I mean, cuz you want to read there. I think oh, me yeah. personally, I wanted to read the articles. I wanted to look at the Instagram posts. I wanted to go out there and find the cool photos of me to post and post an inspirational quote on, on Instagram. But I think it's a conscious effort to say, I'm not focused. I'm not focused on this. That is not the point in the priority of what I'm trying to accomplish. And I think these coaches do a good job letting people know, hey, dumb it back down to the basic foundation level of what we're doing here. We're trying to win games. We're trying to win championships. And you guys are trying to get degrees, you know? Yeah. Yep. And obviously, you know, another big goal is beat, beat the neighbors too, you know. So yes. kind of having those basic really dumbing it down to what those goals are, saying, hey, this is what we're focused on. When I focus on the publicity, when I focus on this, we're here to do a job, and our job is to play football, and we're, we're damn good at doing it. And I think yeah. having that consistently kind of imprinted in my brain made me realize, okay, I'm not in here for the flash. I'm not in it for the press. I'm not in it for the interviews. I'm in here to have a good time. Um, you know, with my boys. Saturdays are for the boys, you know? Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one thing we didn't get to, or any any lasting thoughts on on the recap of the of the spring season? Uh no, not necessarily recaps, man. I think it's uh I think I think we're real fortunate to do what we do here and just be able to sit down and kind of talk football, you know, exactly, on on a exactly on because this is post get, getting it posted tomorrow, right? On a Tuesday. Yep. Yep. This will be yeah, posted so on a Tuesday. Yep. Exactly on a Tuesday. So I think we're real fortunate just to sit here and be able to just enjoy it for what it is, dude. And so it's like it's pretty cool, pretty damn cool that this is, you know, a part of my life and what what's involved in it. Because in a million years, man, I would have never thought I would have been, you know, hopping on a podcast, you know, a couple of times a week to talk some football and, and exactly. thoroughly enjoy it and love it. You know, so real grateful for it, for sure. Exactly. Exactly. We are grateful to the listener. Um, yeah. Just a shout out to you know Grizz ba- women's basketball. They did yeah. uh, hire um, Jordan Sullivan as an assistant. You know, I, can you say you hired her when she was a rehire? Maybe yeah, rehired. I don't, I don't even know necessarily <laughs> what the proper term is. Retained, yeah. I guess. Retained. I yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But anyway, sounds a little aggressive. But re- yeah, dude. But yeah, congratulations know, right? to Jordan. Um, yeah. she's obviously been around the program for a couple of years and the players love her. And, um, I think it's, it's, I think it's a smart move. You know, I think good people get put in good, good situations. And I think this was the best situation for her. She obviously has a huge impact, on not only the community, but those kids. And I think, I think Brian saw that. I think Brian felt that. And I think he knew that. And I think he's, he's taking that very seriously. And I think that's an important part of just building that culture. Exactly. It'll be interesting probably here in the next couple of weeks we'll probably hear more um news on on filling filling out that uh coaching mm-hmm. staff as well um also you know, I know they have had uh three players go into um the transfer portal um all those um players have been freshmen probably not maybe not seeing some of the playing time that they want wanted to but nonetheless they've had some roster moves as well those names are uh, Bria Dixon, a guard, played 145 minutes last year. Uh, guard Carson Murphy, and then uh, guard uh, Joel Nell Momberg, um, being able to play um, 
29 minutes last year, um, which is is significant as a freshman, I believe. But um, yeah. they are moving on, and we wish them the best um, of luck wherever yeah. they fall and wherever they go. That's what you can and, do. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've got some great plans of, of what we're going to be hit, hitting um, here in the next week. We're going to uh, get with another basketball recruit, Linnell Martin Jr. We're going to talk to him about his um, process of coming to be a Grizz. We're really excited about that to chat with him. Um, so make sure to check that out. Um, we're going to continue to work on some things. We are going to be probably here taking probably a, a, a break, uh, kind of like an off season that we, yeah. we kind of discussed angel. And um, so mm-hmm. we'll let you guys know when that's going to happen so that uh, you're not shocked that when you, you get in your car, you're not missing your, your daily, daily listen or anything like that. We will hey, let you have it, man. It's like a cup of coffee. Exactly, like of coffee. man. That I have it every day, man. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but we will let you know when that happens. Um, but we can't, we can't thank you enough. Um, spending time with us, listening, uh, interacting. Um, and we want you to keep on doing that. We, we had some great interaction today. Um, and I, I, I've had people come out and say, Hey, I've listened to it. Hey, what about this? And so we're getting reaction. We want some more reaction. So don't feel like you can't guys. We want you to, we're, we're, we're asking you get a hold of us. Those three ways you can get us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook page at fight on Montana. Um, you can get our, our podcast, wherever you pretty much get your podcast. The one thing that we ask for you to do is to rate review and subscribe to that um, and tell your friends about us mm-hmm. and uh, yeah we will probably see you here in the next week or so and mm-hmm. we can't wait thanks guys appreciate you go Grizz go Grizz